sugars. I'm not going to give a long intro on this episode because I feel like my guest today, Logan Tyler Nelson, I feel like we just kind of jumped in on it. I really love this episode so much so that I recorded it earlier today and I'm posting tonight. There's a little bit I didn't realize in hearing, listen, there might be a little bit of some audio clip things, so I apologize for that. We're going to try out some new ways of uh, recording some podcasts, uh, thanks to Logan actually suggesting a new way. Um, but yeah, so I apologize for that. So stick with it, though, just because uh, what I love about this guy is, man, he is just all heart and not scared to show it. So um, we talk a lot in there. We talk about um, eating disorders, perfectionism. We're talking about negative thoughts. We're talking about... Um, we're talking about, I think, a lot of like of, uh, of self-critical talk, and that we, because I also, so Logan hosts a podcast that I guested on this week, Scratch Your Own Itch, so you can listen to that episode as well. That'll be there's a link to that in the show notes of this episode, so if you check it out. But I just, like I said, well, I said I was going to leave a short intro, and now I'm talking a lot, but I just want to get to it because I. This is one that I, I love this guy. I just love him. So here you go. Dear Maddie Show with Logan Tyler Nelson. Enjoy. All right. And we're recording. Oh, Logan just said lead the way. And now I will follow. And now I have Gilmore Girls. If you leave me. I have that song in my head now. See, I'm starting the show with KDD, everybody. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. This is Matt Marr. Very special episode today. This is a... This is a total, like, I don't know if it's cross-promotion that I'm on his show this week. He's on my show. We're both everywhere, So, and we're, but more importantly, we're here right now. Logan Tyler Nelson, welcome to the show. Ah, oh, Maddie, thank you so much for letting me be on your show and also um, just sharing yourself with the world because honestly, dude, there's a lot of people that feel like they're alone right now with um, this sort of, like, like should I should I should I be someone that um, talks a little bit differently? Should I be a little bit different from the crowd? And I just want to say, you totally own that, and you are so 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 available to being able to be different. Even though there's a bunch of like you know people that want to be diamonds, like you're fine with your own diamond. And one thing you said in my show that I really loved it's the details in someone's story there lies the diamonds and when you said that i have been thinking about that so much lately just the idea of diamonds being in someone's story and you got to look for the details and what makes someone different not just like everyone else your voice is so soothing i'm listening to you but at the same time you have the most you have a beautiful voice and i'm i I sound like a hick where yours are like you need to do voiceover, Logan Tyler Nelson. And <laughs> because when you say diamonds, it's way prettier than when I say, I'm like diamonds, you're like diamonds. But yes, it's all about the details. I think you and I both are about the details, which is why uh, I enjoy talking to you. Now, tell everybody how we, I'm trying to think, how, how did we meet? You emailed me, right? Is that how we met? Yes. Uh, Maddie, you are someone that just allows, like I said earlier, allows themselves to be them. And um, I have a show, uh, Scratch Your Own Itch, uh, that is about making people feel less alone. And why I do that is because I feel like the darkness and the traumas and the challenges ultimately change us to become the people that we are today. Um, Oh, yeah. 
And so I heard your story and I listened to it and I had to reach out to you and tell you how you changed my life, how you made me feel less alone, how you've gone through times of, of, of being bullied in school and gone through times of being told to be this person that you totally weren't and to, to talk differently because you decided that you like to talk a certain way. And when people would tell you to change that, you felt kind of exhausted and you were like losing yourself. And when you said that, to me, it was really eye-opening to me that I, too, have the ability to just be me. And um, I went through a suicide attempt, which we could sure talk about that. But the reason why I went through that is because I thought I needed to be someone different. I thought I needed to actually be somebody. Um, and I was afraid about being a has-been, someone that tried acting but then didn't end up actually succeeding mm-hmm. in it so uh yeah um i just emailed you and that's how we met it is how we met i've already and it's interesting it was just you said that and i was like oh it really wasn't that long ago but um you're one of those people that i just feel like i've known you for a long time because i think we're very kindred spirits um so yeah i just feel like you're just somebody but i feel that way about a lot of podcasters because i think as podcasters, we're just also curious. We're just these curious beings interested in other people's lives or stories or problems or joys or whatever. We're just curious. And so we just connect in that way. So, um, and that's what, that's what I like. And that's what I loved about being on your show, Scratch, Scratch Your Own Itch, not Scratch, Scratch. I just pause and I'm not going to edit it. So I'm going to say it again. Scratch Your Own Itch with Logan Tyler Nelson. I want a name with three names. Matthew Stephen Marr doesn't sound as good as Logan Tyler Nelson. That just, dang, it just goes together. Um, but um, so what I am interested in is like, so you talked about like moments of kind of feeling alone and being out there. And just for the listeners today, don't have any advice questions because, you know, sugars, I guess uh, this is great. I guess this means your lives are going great. So that's awesome. But if shit hits the fan and you need some help, just go to DearMaddieShow.com uh, and to ask Maddie and Sugar, submit those questions in and I'll see what I can do about that. So, um, so Logan, uh, I wanted to talk to you about like, so what prompted you to like, because um, I think you even say like in your description, like the show it's the for the first time where cu- curiosity did not kill the cat. Like, were you always this curious person, or did that something? Were you that way when you were younger? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think one of the most pronounced stories I have for uh, I haven't actually ever told this story on a podcast okay. or anything. Um, but, All right, let's tell it. Uh, it's it's one of those things where. Um, I was watching TV and I had this moment um, where it was, I th- I think the show was uh, um, The Three Stooges and then it switched over to another show, which was uh, just more deep, like Oprah, Oprah kind of show. And I was uh-huh. watching the show and like, I was like, like really, really curious in what they were saying. And I remember I had this mm-hmm. moment where I, I picked my nose and then I was like, Oh, I should have done that. 
And I said that out loud, like, oh my God, someone's going to see that. I said that out loud to myself as like a little six-year-old and my mom was cooking at the time. And she's like, what did you say to yourself? And I said, oh, I think they just saw me picking my nose. She said, who saw you picking your nose? I was like, the TV guys, the TV, they can see me. They can see me, right? And I thought for, because I wasn't like really allowed to watch uh, just anything. Like I was, my parents were not helicopter parents, but they were definitely just like, you know, they, they promoted play and going outside and not really like just being in front of TV all the time. And uh, so I uh, was really curious about how people on TV were so real uh, to the point where it actually made me believe that they were seeing me when I was watching them. Ooh. So, um, so like just very, so you've always been curious, but it also sounds like you've always been, ve- are you very empathetic? Like when somebody you're around somebody that's sad or, or upset or really joyful, like, does that like, does that, is that c- contagious to you? Yeah. Like it, part of the hard, the hardest thing when I was going through second city and improv Olympics and comedy school was like, I really like, I can live in the vulnerable and the deep and the sorrow. Like even when I go to funerals in a really odd way, it's like, I'm supposed to be there. Um, Mm. I'm supposed to be like vulnerable with people and I'm just supposed to be uh, okay with that. And like, I actually like when I see people like, like actually are in pain and cry um, in a weird way, I don't wish that they got better right away. I actually want them to follow that and ask themselves, like, what's behind that? Because I know that that's part of the the, the, the recovering process, more, mm-hmm. more so than the recovering processes. You know, like when I listen to a podcast and I hear two people that are just funny as heck and they're, they're talking about all these things that they love, they love about each other. Like, that's a great conversation to have, to love each other. But honestly, I feel alone, like it's totally alone when they're having fun and I'm not there with them, if that makes Mm. sense at all. It's like you have FOMO, your fear of missing out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) That's what – and I think you said Improv Olympic. Did you know that the one in Los Angeles is closing? Yeah, my friend Jake Tasher just – he's a huge – it performed over there. He finally got on main stage and was uh, a regular main stage performer. So shout out to him. But yeah, he just told me about that. That's nuts. I know it's so sudden. It's closing in like a week. So sad. So sad. Did you go? Um, did you go there? I'm sorry, you cut out. Did, what did you say? Did you go there? I did the whole year long program. I did it. Um, Look at this, Logan and me. I didn't know we knew that. I was a house manager because that's how I paid for that shit. I did it for a year like in 2007. Wow. <laughs> when, when did you go? Oh, I went to the Chicago one, but I was oh, oh, oh. I was there in I was there 2010, 2011, uh, sometimes 2012. Do, do you know a Do you know a Tara DeFrancisco? Tara was one of my teachers. She's amazing. I try to get. She was in my first commercial. What? Yeah, my very first commercial. We were in a a thing together, and she's like, she's so cool because again, she's like so kind of spiritual. Even with all of her health stuff, I keep meaning to want to have a podcast with her. So you had her as a teacher. Yeah, and I've been trying to get her on my podcast, and she hasn't answered yet. So um, if she's on your podcast, I'm going to be extremely jealous. But she's amazing. 
She's incredible. I, I she's incredible. Logan, we're meant to be friends. Do you feel that? I feel that. Yeah. No, that's the that's so weird that we have these sort of like also we know each other, but we didn't know that we knew all these people together and we're finding this exactly. out in real time. Like no joke. <laughs> real time, no joke. So um okay, so I want to talk about uh scratch your own itch a little bit. Like you've done um you've done quite a bit of shows already. And so so tell everybody like it's kind of a different type of format because like when I was on the show like you have do you always ask the same kind of set of questions for guests or I mean I kind of know that you don't you change and some you do some you don't but like how did you come up with these lists of questions for each guest because you're really like you said I feel like a good way of expressing is like it's like curiosity goes deep it's like you really are kind of you always do want to know like like you're you're like Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. Like who's behind the curtain, wizard person? You know, that, I feel like that's what you do with your guest. Oh well, first of all, I gotta say thank you for that compliment. That's amazing. I will take that. Uh, I think um, for me, it's it's just really just asking about the question that you really don't want to talk about, um, and also through that uh, because. Straight up, like, I think I don't have all the answers, but I certainly know that um, just by listening to someone, you can find out mm-hmm. a lot of the answers and, like, just being an, an open canvas for them. And and I think it comes down to just speaking in a certain tone. Like, there's a big difference between going, hey, I want you to talk about, like, your eating binge. Like, let's talk about that. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, more so talking about, like, Hey, uh, I know that you've had some times with uh, eating benches, and I'd r- really, 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 really love if you felt that it, it was a safe place to share your story about eating benches. Like, I mean, there's certainly like value in doing both of those questions, but I mm-hmm. think the the later one to me is just more honest and truthful. I would never like it. Would just it all comes down to truth for me is like. I know trauma is something that you can try your hardest to make up, but if it's not ringing off truthful, no one's going to want to really listen. And um, I don't like to live in that world either of like, you know, happy Daisy. I just think is, Mm -hmm. is, um, it's really weird because someone was asking me like, Oh, do you think great art comes out of like only suffering? And I don't think it comes out of only suffering, but I'll tell you what, Usually the times where I'm like loving something and, and, uh, you know, like I'm with someone else and we're talking about like, you know, how, how, you know, bad the day is and stuff like that. And we're both complaining and we're both like having this love fest, but it's for gossip instead of mm-hmm. like having a sort of like a real conversation about deep things that are both on our minds that we don't get to share about very often. And I just find that living in that, point zero one percent of like the darkness that we just the conversations we think about a lot Mm -hmm. and the conversations we need to talk about more i keep that in the back of my head all the time subconsciously and so Mm. i'm just looking for that like let's let's go behind that um like you kind of said the judy garland behind the wizard (laughs) sorry i had to make a really gay analogy logan (laughs) so (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I just I just shit glittered on the podcast, basically. Oh, um. <laughs> that that's why it doesn't smell really that bad right now. <laughs> yes, it smells like unicorn and fairy dust. Um, that. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, okay, oh, that totally made me uh, forget my follow up question I was going to ask you. So I'll think I'll think of it later. So, question for you: In doing your show, you've interviewed a lot of people. What are like, um, what are like three? Um, you know, and I'm asking because we don't have any quest- advice questions. Everybody, dearmaddieshow.com, ask your questions. So we're just digging deep with Logan Tyler Nelson, and so. With Scratch Your Own Itch and doing these interviews, what are like kind of three moments with guests that you kind of were just like, holy shit, that just blew my mind and opened my heart? There's been so many. Oh, that's so hard. Um, One with Tom Asacker. Like, honestly, he is really, really, really made me the person I am right now. Uh, and I don't say that like at all with loose change. Like he wrote a book called I am Keats and uh, I am, mm-hmm. I am Keats is about, uh, this two, these two people, one there's, there's Coleridge and there's Keats. So Coleridge is a person that, uh, analyzes things that wants to set up a perfect business plan that, that, uh, like wants to set up a perfect plan because they're going to go to the perfect college. Right. And then after the college, they're going to get set up with a really good position inside a company that's going to allow them to retire at an early age and finally live a life on their own terms. And then there's Keats, which is uh, just a guy who just does things, who writes a book because he just feels like writing a freaking book, who doesn't do it for like a marketing plan or doesn't do it because he was always wanted a business or just writes a book because he's got these things on his mind and just like, puts them on paper and then uh, sends out proposals to people and then ends up finding out that people actually like this book um, who just keeps on creating, but doesn't really care what people do with it. Mm. Um, And he he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really try to set up anything. He's not like a perfectionist at all. Like he just does things because he cares about doing them. And that's his definition of success. So like, I was, mm-hmm. I, I think going to acting school and like trying to be perfect inside that world all the time, like being obsessed with it, I found myself really being a cool rich, which was that perfectionist that wanted to be like always learning about acting. Even when I was working out, I was like, damn it, I've got to take time away from working out to not act. Like, ah, but I knew it gave me energy. Mm-hmm. So I would work out and listen to like, acting podcasts and I felt like I was, you know, getting ahead by doing it like that. And so, um, mm. so finally like being Keats was just it, 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 reading that book. It wasn't like follow these steps and be Keats. It was more so which one is going to really scratch your own itch more. And that's really mm. like making up my life way better is like, what am I really curious about? And then let's go tackle it. Who cares about marketing schemes or whatever? I'm sure I could do better at it. And I'm sure that everyone could do better in some areas. But if you're doing things with trying to set things up all the time, that's exactly what you're doing. You're always just setting up things. And I, I'm finally realizing that um, the art of finished is so much better than the art of start. Like, 
Ooh, 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 I love that. Ooh, truth talk. It is. I mean, I I mean, the thing is, like, I put out some really ugly things that I thought were bad, but other people found, like, absolutely amazing. But conversely, I've started things that I thought was amazing, but I'm sure no one's actually read them because I know no one's read them because they haven't been put out there yet. Like, mm-hmm. like some people talk about the art of starting being really hard. I, I think that's actually baloney. I think starting so easy. I think the hardest part is just finishing the damn thing and putting it out there and being done with it. And you can edit along oh, yeah, the way. I agree. So, well, I have another question. This is totally going off a different tangent, and I hope this doesn't embarrass you. But I'm interested in this too because you you brought up perfection, like. Do you have like, so with being in, you know, going into acting and doing these things, like, is there like, and I totally mean this not to embarrass you. I mean, this in a total curious way. Like, look, I think I'm a cute guy. I'm okay. I'm not the elephant man. My boyfriend loves me. You know, I'm fine. But like, you're a gorgeous person. And I mean that by like, yes, on the inside, but also what like our society considers gorgeous like you're very fit like you have that you have a perfect nose you guys he has great hair and then i mean this not to like blow you up but i also mean like and i i i I don't mean it like i don't want you to feel like i think you'll be conceited or arrogant but it's more about like sometimes i've said like to my friends because i'll go out to list especially being in los angeles and then, then also being gay like i'll go out to west hollywood and then i'll see like these gorgeous young guys and i'll see them like like 10 years from now or, you know, 10 years ago. And now we go out, like I don't go out as much, but like I'll go out like once every couple months and have drinks with friends. And I'll see the same gorgeous guys kind of like doing the same thing. And like, I can even tell they're not as happy. And so there's like a thing of like with the looks fading and things like that. Is there like, is there pressure or like pressure, I guess, to like, I know I worry about people, you know, when I used to worry about people, seeing me as like too effeminate or too gay? Is it like this pressure of people seeing you just as pretty and then A, that's all you can do, but then also like the pressure of of falling into like other, other people's expectations of you of keeping it up? Yeah, uh, that is a great question. Uh, amazing question because it really digs deep in um, my, my terrible habit of being so hard on myself uh, I certainly, I've never been diagnosed with body dysmorphia, but I know I have it. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been diagnosed with like attractive dysmorphia, if that's a thing, but I know I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, actually I've had times where, uh, one of the thoughts I had before I tried to commit suicide was I have never been in a relationship for more than six months. And I've never actually had like true love in my life, um, with, a, mm-hmm. with another person and um i i i had my heart broken when i was like 20 years old and during that time i was walking into bathrooms and actually just hoping that the bathroom i'd walk into had a nightlight uh just so i could just see enough of the sink Mm -hmm. and see enough of the toilet and see the things that i needed to do to just get in and out because i was so afraid to see myself like inside the mirror that the reflection Mm -hmm. made me feel like Um, I just wasn't good enough. And I, and I believed that's why like I'm writing a book about beliefs is because I had a belief system inside my head. I told myself this narrative of no one could love me unless I wasn't beautiful. Mm. 
Mm, like beautiful on the outside. Beautiful on the outside. Like, yeah, wow. Like, and, and the thing is, the, sh- the shittiest thing that I'm going to – I'm so sorry I just swore, but the fact – Logan Tyler Nelson, we say – I've said finger bang and fuck on this show. You're fine, okay. sugar. You say what you want. The shittiest thing that is the truth that people do treat you differently when you look different. Like people, like I've had times when I was, not that I was fat, but 165 or 170, 170 pounds where like I have a little bit more chub in my face. And then I've mm-hmm. had times where I'm 135, 140 pounds of just ripped, like being like really, really ripped and also having a chiseled face and, and, and people just coming up to me and they just want to, they're just so fascinated by who I am. And mm. it's really sad that that gets addictive. I bet we get so addicted to that. I mean, it's- I mean, look at social media where you just it's like instead of getting a social likes and retweets, you're getting it in person. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. And even even to the point where if even if it's just on social media, there's people that literally will give up work and give up like opportunities to really change the world, like impact people for the best but they're still worried about looking bad on social media. Like, mm-hmm. like the, yeah. the part of the reason why I didn't want to do fitness, uh, be like a fitness sort of lifestyle, like, uh, influencers, because like deep down, I know every single post that someone sees of someone being ripped on Instagram is it's not inspiration anymore for people. It's actually like, Ooh, I, I want you to say that again. Cause I think it cut out. You said every single post, uh, is what it's, again? it's not inspiration like I have no I'm not inspired by somebody at all maybe this is just my own truth but I'm not inspired mm-hmm. at all by someone that is like in really great shape that has perfect abs perfect but I'm like I'm inspired by the ugliness the sort of like the process of how to get in shape the sort of mm-hmm. like process of what people are eating what people are mm-hmm. the, the process of sleeping the stuff that like isn't sexy at all, but when mm-hmm. someone goes on there and goes, "Hey, by the way, like this is the shape that I was in three months ago, like being ripped," but I was truly thinking that I was messed up in the head because I was so obsessed with just getting in more cardio. I was so obsessed with eating one less, you know, uh, whatever it may be, just to cut weight. I was so obsessed with. Uh, drinking enough water i was so like and not that that's a bad thing i think obsession leads to obviously success but it's really bad thing when you're cutting relationships or you're cutting people away from your life that you really 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 need to hang out more just because you know that Mm well you gotta get in Mm -hmm. you gotta get in one more workout but if that's like if that's something that you love then keep doing it because i'm more about doing what you love and being complete, even if it hurts, I just think sustainability though is something that one can ask mm-hmm. themselves: is is this sustainable forever? This lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Because I've done that. I've done like boot camps and all that, and they're great. And I've lost like you know like fifteen pounds or something like that. But it's like I'm not going to get up at six thirty every morning. I mean, maybe I will one time a month, but right now I never have got. I'll, I'll never get up at six thirty or six in the morning, and then work out for like 45 minutes and almost make my throat self throw up and do that for like more than two months, which is who can do, I mean, that's not enjoyable. That's not, you know, and that's not very sustainable at all. So 
No. That's uh, I'm I'm I'm, gl- I'm glad I really asked that question because you give a different again you give a different perspective and you're so right about like those Instagram when I think about yeah I do follow there are some guys where I'm like they're really hot and I'm gonna follow them on Instagram. But I have to say, I have been trying to weed out that out because I know that you're right. I noticed it didn't make me feel good. There are still some people I follow that like that will show their before and after. Like I, like when I see a post from a guy who's like, you know, a year ago, and they look their body looks like mine, and now maybe and now they look super ripped. I'm like, wow, that's inspiring, and I kind of hope that. You know, even if it's that one day that I see, which has happened before, I've seen that post and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to just be more cognizant and aware of working out. And then maybe I only work out for like, you know, do a week or two, but I feel like I still get some inspired and hopefully one day that takes, you know? And so, and I say that for somebody, if it's body stuff, it's the same thing for emotional stuff. Like I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily, it isn't hard to start. It's hard to finish, but also like, don't, don't beat yourself up. If you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I've been depressed and I didn't want to give up. I don't want to get up for two weeks in a row. But then one day you get up, like on Monday, you decide to get out of bed and take a shower. And then, yeah, maybe you get back in bed and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you don't want to get up and take a shower, but to recognize, wait, I didn't fail. I actually succeeded by at least I tried on Monday. So that means I pr- I have the ability to try again. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that is so cool that you promote that. Um, one thing, Natty, I want to ask you, like, what is a thing that you think right now you're struggling with making a habit um, just because of the environment you're in rather than uh, trying to be like somebody else? Does that question make sense at all? Wait, so what's the thing that's making me what as a habit? Uh, a str- something that you're struggling with right now in life that's, that's mm-hmm. a habit of a of the the environment you think you're in, or the are because people think that we're creatures of habit and we're also creatures yeah. of our environment, right? So, yeah. So, like, what's a what's a thing that you're struggling with right now to formulate into an actual habit that you wish you know that that makes sense, but I've never thought about developing habits and whether my environment's conducive to it or not, you know, in it, it, which I'm, as you asked me, I'm like, well, duh, of course that makes sense. Why haven't I thought of that? Like, I know that I've been, I'm doing, and I'm not doing it every day. Like I want to, but I'm doing like three times a week about I'm doing yoga for the, like kind of the most of my life. And I think why you say, the thing that's making it easier, it's a simple thing, but it's uh, the way our living room was set up before, We the way our couch was positioned everything, there really wasn't a lot of room to move. So I was trying to do yoga like in my bedroom with my computer and it was just, you know, like if I had to move, if I had to move my leg out to the left, there wasn't enough room, I had to move over. And then when I had to move it to the right, I had to move back over and it was just kind of wonky. And it's, I'm, oh, wow, my mind just kind of went, Oh, wow. They just kind of blew open from your question, Logan, because we just rearranged our living room and we rearranged it because I wanted our living room to be different. It reminded me of our dog that we put down last year. Like everything reminded me of Sophie, my dog. And so I kind of wanted to just mix it up, but I've been doing yoga more because I have room in my living room and we got get rid of our coffee table. So it's just so much easier for me to just put YouTube on my television and then get on the carpet and do yoga. 
it it, it is going to change anyone's game right now. Uh, and I say this with complete complete conviction that if you're trying to be a firefighter in a boxing ring and you keep trying to be a firefighter in a boxing ring wearing firefighting clothes and stuff like that, it's going to be impossible. So I think like just putting on the right costume, even though I love wearing, um, you know, certain uh, outfits and certain, out, uh, yeah, I don't know. Was, oh, yeah, I love a good costume and a nice wig. Right? But the thing is, is like just dress like the part that you want to play in the world. And mm-hmm. it's so much easier to become that thing that you want to become. Like the environment is everything. I don't even think – and that's why sometimes it it is nice to see that people take this big change where like even if they're working from home they decide to put on a tuxedo just because they they feel good in a tuxedo Mm -hmm. or if they're working from home and they want to work out maybe put on like the yoga pants you use to remind you oh i want to do yoga later so i'm already in my yoga pants or like you said i love that i'm wearing a uh, I'm wearing a suit. I want to feel like I'm still working and I don't want to feel like I'm just, you know, maybe if you feel like you're sitting around in yoga pants and that makes you unproductive or whatever. I love that. It's, um, or it's a simple thing of like, I've found like my boyfriend and I, when we're doing good and like doing well, or I don't want to say good. That's not the right word. Cause I feel like it's shaming when we're being productive about eating healthy. A lot of that it's because, I'll put like apples or fruit in a bowl. So then like it's there right in front of me. So when I pass by it, I see it's, and I'm just, I'm telling you, Logan Tyler Nelson, my brain is just going bam because it's like so simple of like, I didn't even realize I just have changed simple things in my environment to make other things more accessible. And I never, holy fuck, I never thought of it in that way. Not just from a physical working out, but like from an emotional standpoint of what I've done. Like I want to read more. And so I just, I cleaned off like my little nightstand table and I made it look pretty and pleasant to me. And it's got the perfect little place that I put a book that I'm reading or my Kindle right there. So literally when I get into bed, I see my book and then I go, Oh, I want to read. I love that. And the thing I want to touch base on a little bit because of this is, it sounds like you just did this because you were just doing it because it made you feel good to do it. And that's kind of what I was talking about, like I am Keats and how it changed me. Like being a Keats, being someone who just does things just because they care about them, because they're asking that thing about Mm -hmm. what do I care about at the end of the day? Like imagine if Mm -hmm. we would just all do things that we just cared about instead of like trying to approach it from – I need to optimize this because someone told me I have to do it. Just mm. doing it because someone asked me to like ask myself that that mm. day. Like, cause I, I, I really don't think that telling someone what to do really works. I think if they come up with a question and they just ask themselves that question all the time, like, what do I care about doing? Uh, mm. Or what's the most important thing to me that I care about getting done in the next six mm-hmm. months? They'll do it. Like they'll just do it and they won't really go, Oh, I need to like plan for it and get ready and, and be perfect before I can mm-hmm. actually start it. I just need to start it and then finish it and be ugly with it. Um, because once mm-hmm. I put it out there, at least it's done. Instead mm-hmm. of like thinking about it, just kind of, uh, I guess 
sitting on it. And I hate that feeling. Don't you? The anxiety that you yeah. you're just waiting for something to happen. Oh God, it's the worst. It's like, it takes me in. I have anxiety that I'm waiting. And then sometimes even when it's not in my control, I begin to beat myself up about why I'm waiting because I did something wrong or I'm waiting because I didn't do this. And then it boils down to like the core thought is, well, I'm waiting because I'm a terrible person. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't ever tell your best friend that they're a terrible person because of, <laughs> you know, quote unquote, but we do that to ourselves all the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 I do. My friend, uh, Don McCoy, who I've had on my show before, she talks about, which I think is so great. Is she's like, sometimes you need to remember to be your own best friend and not because your best friend wouldn't talk to you. It might, your best friend might be truthful. They might be honest. They might not sugarcoat things, but a, your, your best friend a good best friend is not going to be mean or shameful to you. So talk to yourself the way your best friend would. Yeah. And that is the, the uh, I think that's the best way to become just a nicer mm-hmm. person and someone who does things because they care about doing them rather than doing it because, uh, well, they're trying to get someone from someone. You asked me earlier about another guest that like really blew my mind was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy Ryan Slate, uh, he's just like that guy is just so giving. Like, that's how he runs his. What's, what's his name? I think. I'm sorry, my thing cut out. Jeremy Ryan, what's his name? Jeremy Ryan Slate. Okay. He's always taking the time to just connect me with other people that are like minded um, based mm-hmm. off of knowing that I'm very, you know, c- caring and, and I don't like the word passionate, but I feel like my purpose is definitely to share more stories about people that uh, have just gone through some really hard times and also mm-hmm. uh, share my story with my hard time too. And, and to do that as many times as possible. So people just feel less alone. Like that's just, I'm more yeah. about that. Like I, I can get comedy and a fun laugh or, or from anything, but when you feel mm-hmm. less alone, like that's like, Oh my God, that is the best thing in the world to just feel less alone. I really do think that is. that is just like the best for me, at least. No, that's, I'm telling you now it's for everyone from studying, from doing over a hundred shows about these kind of topics and from, from studying it and like working with groups. And it is literally all about, I mean, things like sickness, whether it's physical, emotional, I mean, emotional for sure, but also physical cancers, Parkinson's, all these things are greatly increased and affected when people are isolated and alone. That's actually the biggest, the biggest determining factor of uh, senior citizens and their, uh, their, their outlook for actually health and longevity. The number one determining factor, more than what they eat, more than working out, is do they have social structures put into place and do they like have that community? Because if they do... There are chances of living like 20 more years after the age of 65 is something like 70% than people that are um, isolated and alone. Wow. See, wow. See, that blows my mind. Like you are so much smarter than you think you are. Like you said earlier, before we even started this interview, like Logan, help me with this word. You're, you're smarter than I am. And I, and I, and I exercise a different word for you. And um, I don't recall exactly what it is, but uh, it, it, it all comes down to just being like really freaking 
real with yourself and going like, what's my area? Mm-hmm. What's my area of supremacy where I know that I could talk about this for hours. Like I could talk about, mm-hmm. uh, let, let, let's make some people feel less alone. Is that okay? If we do that right now? Yeah. 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 Do it. Do it. Um, okay. Uh, so the first question I have is, um, um, what is a certain thought that you keep having? Um, actually it was a thought yesterday that you had about today that you know is something that is totally not you. So maybe you thought you had a thought of not wanting to be on this podcast. Maybe you had a thought about not wanting to work out. Maybe you had a thought about not wanting to take a shower because it would take too much energy. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe you had a thought about how uh, lazy you are and how you're supposed to go to bed at a certain time, but you ended up not going to bed at a certain time. Mm-hmm. What what did you do that it's hard to admit, but you know you have to admit it? Yes, something yesterday. Um, I think so. Something yesterday that I did that I wish I wouldn't have, basically, right? Right, right, right. Um, yesterday, I I think yesterday was. My boyfriend came and met me for lunch, and he wanted something. We ate lunch, and we ate like a salad just because we're trying to – we're in that mode of just trying to – we went to New Orleans and stuff, so just trying to eat healthier. And he wanted something uh, sweet, which is fine. I really didn't, but I didn't – It was he was like, it's Valentine's Day. And so I didn't want him to feel alone, and I didn't want it to him feel left out. And so we ended up eating uh, – we ended up getting, which I don't get a lot, but I, we ended up getting this. I or he got like a little cake thing, and I got, at the same place I got some ice cream, and I um, I felt I was not happy I had it because uh, this is total TMI. But I forget that I'm a little. I just forget because it doesn't happen that often, and I don't eat dairy a lot. But I forget that I'm not bad, but a little lactose intolerant. So. Then not only was my stomach a little upset later, but also too, like it was, it, it was Valentine's day. And so like, you know, you know, I'm going to be real Logan Tyler Nelson. We were going to, you know, Cupid was going to shoot the arrow. We were going to get a little <laughs> lovey lovey. And you know, when you're, especially when you're gay, because we have sex differently than straight people. And if your stomach's not bothering you, then you don't want anything happening down there. So I felt bad about that because I wanted because it's interesting to me as I'm talking to it now, I didn't want my boyfriend to feel, and he would have been fine. It was not even no pressure from him. If I would have been like, oh, I don't want anything sweet. He would have been like, okay. And he either would have gotten it or not and been totally fine. But because I didn't want to feel, to feel alone, I had that ice cream, which made me feel like shit. And then later I wasn't able to be with him and connect with him. And it's fine. We had a great night still. Don't get me wrong. But I wasn't able to be with him and connect with him in the way and make love the way that I wanted to. Did that answer your question? A little bit. Um, I'm I'm looking for more something just simple, I guess. The, um, Did I just talk about my sex life for nothing? Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! You you revealed that you were afraid of the way that he was going to perceive you, right? Yes, that's what I think that boils down to, and. Here it is with someone who I trust and I love, but it's it has nothing to do with him. It's like 
that's what I regretted is that I let the thought of what somebody was going to perceive me, I let that dictate my behavior. And then that made me feel, um, it made me feel, um, it made me feel weak. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when you're around other people, like, I, I don't know if you've ever had this, but I've had times where I'm having a thought about, you know, maybe like, I ignore, I'm ignoring someone or something like that. And I'm just doing, Mm -hmm. I'm just doing my thing. And, um, like I've had, I had the thought like the other day where I was ignoring someone and I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I, I kind of blew up and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not ignoring you. It's just that I need to do this research for this podcast that I'm about to do. I just need to listen to them and, and I need to get ready for my workout at the same time. And I kind of blew up at them. And, Mm -hmm. and like later I reflected on that and I go, Logan, like they didn't say anything about you ignoring them and you just blew up at them. And that was, Mm. that was, that was all a seed from what that you planted yourself. So like, Mm. I think it's really important to like have the thought and then just finally, uh, just simply going and asking and exercising in a calmly manner about, Hey, do you feel like I'm ignoring you right now? Cause I just, I have a feeling like I am, even mm-hmm. though it's not the truth. Like I just have to say it and ask it because if I don't, I might blow up. And yeah, check, checking in is so important. So important. So, and no, I don't know. I tell that with my couples all the time, check in, check in, check in. But we keep things like in us for so long. And that's why I think, like going like even if you don't want to write a book or even if you don't ever like think of yourself as an author or think of yourself as a speaker there's a reason why mm-hmm. the speakers and the authors are are doing this thing called life a little bit i wouldn't say better but uh e- more efficiently mm-hmm. like Brene Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert and, and Tony Rob mm-hmm. Tony Robbins is because they're checking in with who they are and reflecting on the on the deep questions that lead to a quality life. And they're also putting it out there in a way where it just allows them to really serve the things that they care about in a way where like, Oh, I'm reflecting right now and this wasn't working or this was working. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't working, how to, can I get it better? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have you read Kyle Cease? No. Who's that? Are you there? Yeah. Did you, did I, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say? Have you read Kyle Cease? No, I've never read Kyle Cease. That sounds interesting. Um, I'll send you the link after this. I'm like halfway through it. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Matthew. I'm trying to remember the damn name of the book because I have it. Uh, yeah, it's called, the book is called, I Hope I Screw This Up. And he used to be a comedian comedy guy. And he talks about like trying to make it like in comedy and stuff like that. And now he does speaking. He's really funny, but it almost like he kind of, as he talks like in a kind of very self-help inspirational way, but the way he's so inspirational is because he kind of is emotionally vomiting all of these like these negative thoughts that he has about themselves and like kind of reality testing them in the moment with people like, and it's so beautiful because his ability to kind of emotionally vomit this negative self-talk is so healing for himself, but also for everybody else listening to it because 
you have that negative self-talk right with him as he's having it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I I'll send you the link. Yeah. You'll, like, you'll, you'll love it. I would. You know what? I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to send it to you. It's my gift to you. Cause I love you. That's what I'm going to do. So don't give me your address now because somebody might stalk you. I'll get it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Maddie. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean that. I mean that. Um, I want to, so obviously, cause I want to be mindful of time and you know, I don't like to edit Logan. So I don't want to edit this show, but I do want to, so I do want to get to chatty Maddie. I mean, I feel like, I mean, obviously, there, I think we're, there's going to be more conversations with us. And if, and if people want to listen to more of a conversation between Logan and I, you can go to our episode that premiered this week of Scratch Your Own Itch. And I'll put, that, um, I'll put the link of that to the show in, um, in the show notes. This is hopefully going to go up on Thursday. Or I'm hoping this show goes up tonight. Um, uh, we'll see. If for sure, it'll be up by tomorrow on Friday if you're listening to everybody. So... And I think our episode aired like on, was it Tuesday yeah, or Monday? T- Tuesday night. Okay, yeah. So, um, so yeah, be sure to listen to that. And if y'all like it, please leave a review on Logan's, uh, leave a review on your podcast app because that helps him and it gets other people over the show and helps him spread his awesomeness and his love. And so just if you like it, do it, everybody, because that is – that is what I want you to. That is what I want you to do, everybody. <laughs> well, I would love for even someone to just reach out to, because I think podcasts are like if people that listen to them. Like, if you're listening to them and you have a job, like maybe you're already really like set in, you're on autopilot, you have your habits, or you just do something every single day in your life, and it just kind of keep you keep doing it over and over and over. But you want to start like having deeper conversations and, and you want to start having mm-hmm. like, you know, more like more circle of people within your circle uh, that are are just really, 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 really inspiring. And maybe they're not inspiring, but they're mm-hmm. just talking about things that you'd like to talk about more of. Uh, I think mm-hmm. emailing either of us, like I'll give my email out, logan at logantylernelson.com. And just having that sort of like, talk about the thing you're thinking about a lot and the thing that you want to change in your life, uh, which is not always easy, but it's so mm-hmm. critical. Um, and uh, not that we're like, I'm saying I'm a therapist or anything because I'm not, but I'll tell you what, I have perspective. Uh, I could talk about my uh, suicide story if you want. Maddie, I know you got mm-hmm. Maddie hour happening. So this is, this is exciting. Mad- Chatty Maddie coming up. So, we we can do that and maybe uh dive even deeper later on. I I I yeah, I love it. And I I love that um I think you're right that you know deeper conversations equal a deeper quality of life. Um or just a deeper life. And also it's kind of that whole adage if you are in your life right now and you feel like nothing is changing, well yes, Nothing changes. My boyfriend says this all the time. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And so it's like be the own advocate for yourself. So I know you might, if you're listening to this and let's say like, let's say you have a book club or whatever and you talk about book club and it's kind of a light, you 
you're reading these books and you're having these deep things, but you're maybe not expressing them because you feel afraid to be vulnerable. Because, And I get that. Being afraid of vulnerability is a huge thing. But it's also, I guarantee you, if you're listening, it is. I, it can be scary to jump off that diving board of vulnerability. But I'm telling you, there is a there is a whole deep end pool of other people waiting there to catch you that are going to embrace your vulnerability because they're going to, they'll, they'll end up, you're all, we are all in that same pool trying to swim around. So I promise you it's worth it. Yeah, I'm a, I 100% agree. And honestly, I've been thinking about the two other guests that you, a question that you asked me earlier about two other guests that just uh-huh. had moments and I still haven't said a third one. So I just want to say, you know, I, say it. I, oh, can I say it? You can say it. I love you. You can say okay. it. Okay. Um, I don't want to like direct your show in a certain way. No, it's fine. Do it. Uh, the third guest I think I had um, mm-hmm. that really like had a moment where I was like, wow, 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 wow. Um, Shannon Howard, she had a lot of um, eating binges and, and talked about her suicide and she's um she's doing something in the marketing space that i don't see very often but she's actually taking companies and finding out the worst things about these companies like the failures the worst failures they ever had Mm -hmm. and actually sharing it with people so people feel like they're doing they're doing business with a friend rather than doing business with just another store and so, like, for me, I'm really interested in how people do business and why people purchase things from one store than rather than going to another store. Mm-hmm. And I think it is convenience, but I think it's even more so when you have a connection. with. Like, I know that I would, I would actually, like, walk and drive or run to a further away, you know, store to get a product if I knew that my friend owned that company rather than going to a place that's right down the street that's, you know, five minutes away, even though it's convenient to go there, mm-hmm. I feel way better once I get to that other store and I know that I'm I'm supporting my friend and, and mm-hmm. giving to him rather than just giving to somebody I've never met before. Mm. So, yeah, doing the things you, you care about. Good. You, get, you get good guests. I got to... Um, it's just, I, I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, Logan, I, sorry, you have my head spinning because you're just, you're just, you're such a, a force of just fucking nature. I love it. Okay. But let's jump to some chatty Maddie. Um, and we will, because I still think this will, because I'm interested for you as someone who seems so heartfelt. What, what is your most memorable childhood smell? My most childhood smell is my gram's shea butter. She had this like shea butter that she your great my gram. Your I'm sorry, you cut out your grandma's what? Her did you say her peanut butter? No, my gram's shea butter. It was like lotion. Oh yeah, yeah that that smell. Um, I lost my grandma. Um, about. I'd say eight months ago, and um, oh man, I hate getting emotional, but uh, that's all right. That's all right. You don't have it. You can get emotional. Uh, that's the. That's kind of the why I asked that question yeah. about smell, just to give you some time to pause. Is um, 
it's our small, it's our strongest strength sense, sense memory. And so when you remember somebody, I know it feels painful, but they're there. That means they're where they're with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She, um, she's just like a one person that, you know, when you uh, find yourself talking in a really like soothing, nice voice and you're just so kind and you go, why did I talk that way? And you go, mm-hmm. it was the person that I had to be in order to be around that person. Um, and it wasn't like, it, it like never felt forced. Like, so I don't want anybody to think of it like that, but every single time I talked to her on the phone, um, it was like, I just had to like flip the switch into being like the most caring, loving person because she was a woman who never, ever, ever got mad. I never have seen her mad when she was going through her worst of her worst battling her cancer. She was never like saying like, uh, she never complained once, no matter what, no matter how many times she had to go and get chemo, no matter how many times she had to like actually lift herself up from being, because uh, uh, the doctors would tell her like, you've got to use your muscles, otherwise you'll lose them, right? And lift herself up from her chair. She was always just a, a champion upon champions. And um, yeah, so that smell overall, her melanoma, or her, her, uh, Shea butter, shea butter. Um, So yeah, thank you for asking me that question. It's so interesting how you said with her, you became this very, pardon me, like soft-spoken, kind, calm. Like that's who you are to me always when I've experienced you. Oh, thanks, man. I'm so happy I do that with you because that's really the person that I know I'm meant to show up in the world. Um, Because I really like to it be like high energy and like mm-hmm. do impressions of people, but I know that which is great. I, That's great yeah. to do. And be. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Impressions are fun, but uh, just when you're yourself, it is. It feels you just know everything's right. You just know everything's right. Yeah. So, uh, if you were yourself and you wrote a memoir, what would be the name of your memoir? I think the name would be. Um, Logan Tyler Nelson, The Art of Zigging While Everyone Else is Zagging. Ooh. I like it. I like that a lot. I like that. I love a good title with some action that makes me, I can literally see you like running around. You could be a good flash for for Halloween. I know you're calm and kind, but I can see you being very like hyper and silly and fun, which is great. (laughs) Thank you. I could see that in you. Um, all right, Chatty Maddie, number three, best piece of advice you wished you had taken earlier in life. This is this is a funny question because it's like if if I would have taken other advice sooner, I probably wouldn't be who I am right now. Like honestly, I hate that I went to NIU, and I say that not with full conviction of hatred, but with somewhat like. <laughs> Sorry, this is my, not full conviction, but just a little. It, I love. Sorry, I think that's so cute. I love that because uh, it really made me feel like I, I wasted time, money there. But at the same time, like I didn't not, I didn't waste money or time at all. Actually, I got great training that I use still today, even though I'm not like pursuing acting as a you know a profession. Like I still mm-hmm. use it every single day, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I know that the, the, the advice, though, the reason why I bring up NIU, the advice that I got when I was at NIU was um, that uh, 
just do one thing. Just do more one thing that you really like. And that thing, no matter what it is, as long as you're consistent in that area, like, but you care about that thing enough to keep showing up and doing that thing, no matter what, you'll be successful in it. So like anybody that's like keeps trying new things like every three months, like just take time. I guess the quality question right now is do you keep trying to do a new thing and you say to yourself, oh, it's just not working because you just haven't given enough time. I think consistency is key to success no matter what. Even if you suck at it, you know, for 40 years, like you're still going to be pretty damn good at that thing that you do for 40 years. You just got to be around the right people and set your system up correctly. The people that you care about that really like, you know, really, I mean, like you, Maddie, like I want to hang out with you like every freaking day now and hang out with you because you're saying things that I'm down. I'm totally down too. Like, let's, let's do it. Um, and I think you're saying things that aren't really being said much in the world. And, and you also show a shade of yourself that not a lot of people are willing to show. And that is like complete transparency, saying, saying the dirty sex jokes, saying what's on your mind all the time, doing work mm-hmm. that is actually like, not just like a reverse psychology sort of like, let's, let's fuck with this person's mind. Cause I know them. More so, let's like let's actually make this person better by focusing on the future instead of focusing on only their past deep scars. Mm-hmm. And I love that you do that kind of work. And so I want to hang out with those kind of people that are like, all right, let's put the baby to sleep, um, and let's focus on some future stuff. Um, let's talk about the bad stuff that happened in the past, but know that that was just a part that you had to go through in order mm-hmm. to become better and. Um, to make yourself more resilient overall. So yeah, I hope that uh, that was a long answer. Hey, that was a good answer. So I'm all about it. Um, so chatty Maddie number four is what day would be your groundhog day? So what day was a, a such a good day that you were like, I could do this day all the time? Oh. That is a really good one. Uh, I would say that. Uh, hmm. That one's really hard because I just I feel like those. It's kind of like watching a movie, you know. You see, uh-huh. someone's like, "Hey, what's your favorite movie?" And nine times out of ten, you usually say the movie that's just the freshest thing inside your head. Um, But this is, I guess the thing that is most relevant to me is I, um, I saw the matrix when I was like, I think 13 years old with my, with Mm -hmm. my dad and we would go see movies together and just um, that movie though was the first time where I really thought about, things deeply and was more curious about things and uh really what movie was the matrix oh oh yeah and um that's kind of like oh it all makes sense now like i was not good in school but i was really good at always just being different and i felt like thinking about beliefs and thinking about your identity and systems of of actually thinking 
uh, which is really, 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 really tough to get into because you, mm-hmm. humans are just so complex um, mm-hmm. that uh, I think just doing that day over and over where I would see that movie with my father, I could probably do that um, uh, forever and ever and ever just because mm-hmm. hanging out with my dad and seeing a movie, um, even though I'm not like creating anything and putting it out into the world, I think that um, that that birth could happen. And I say birth for a reason because it was like I was literally for the first time being shown that, okay, the questions are, why are we here? What are we here for? What are we going to do with your time while you're here? Mm-hmm. And who made us? And how are you going to make a mark? Our questions... We should be asking ourselves all the time. And I was revealed those questions through seeing that movie. Mm. Mm. I get that. I get that. There's things that have been like that. I get that. That's beautiful. Um, That's beautiful. So last chatting, Maddie, uh, when are you most inspired, whether in life or is there a time of day you're normally inspired more or just when are you most inspired? The reason why I love working out is the energy that I get from a workout. Like, I'm just, I'm hyper-focused. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like I can make anything happen after a good workout. Um, And the best of my uh, writings have happened right after a workout. Mm -hmm. The best of my creativity has happened right after my workout. Um, The most emotionally connected I've ever been with people, which is one of my, like, personal philosophies of – of being Logan is, is being emotionally connected to somebody um, mm-hmm. often happens after a workout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the, that after that is, is always inspirational. Cause I, even though I damaged, you know, people think working out is all about like, you know, recovery and you're getting stronger, but now like a, re, a workout actually makes you like weaker and it tears muscles down and it um, you're going through a fight or flight moment in your life when you do a, mm-hmm. a a workout, uh, but it will raise so many levels of thinking that you didn't think you. Oh yeah, and the endorphins you get oh, just yeah. on that. Yeah, and that's why I talk about finish. I think the endorphins just from seeing something that's written out on paper and knowing that you finished it uh, is incredible, right? Like, Ooh, yeah, that's inspiring. Oh yeah, that's inspiring. Um, that that is uh. And I think, you know, not to call back to the beginning of the show we talked about, but I think it says people, like, if you are remembering, we often think about how we feel or need to be to prepare to start something. But, you know, if you feel like you're having trouble finishing something, maybe remember other times in your life when you finished something and how good it felt. And remember that, you know, that emotional and physical memory of, oh, it felt so good when I because I do, I have to do that. I still, I have. They're very rarely am I like excited to working out because that's just not a. That's a thing for me that I struggle more with. Of just, but anytime I remember how I feel after a workout, I always will work out because I every. You're right. Every time I'm done doing that, I feel so much better, and I feel. I never thought of it this way until you answered the question. But you're right. Even yes, I feel better physically, but mentally, I feel that is when I do workouts, that is when I have ideas or I get some of the best ideas. Like when I take walks or run, 
like for creativity, whether it's a show or a new podcast or something that I'm working on, a lot of times that's when I will get inspiration for that type of thing. Yeah. I actually want to add one more thing now to that. It, Do it. You have – everyone has a level of, of uh, I guess, a level of expertise in a field. So if like working mm-hmm. out for you is something that you don't do often – just do like 10 push-ups, And just because you don't work out often, your body is still going to go through that same, same flight or f- uh, the fight or flight mode that uh, a person would if they did 500 push-ups. So like, yeah, that's true. Like, and it goes with, and it translates to so many other things. Like maybe you're writing exercise mm. that you want to start writing. You want it because you just, you've really wanted to share your message. But like, gosh, you read Elizabeth Gilbert and you just end up getting so, um, you don't get inspired. You actually get overwhelmed Overwhelmed. and shamed. But like Herculean moments just don't work anymore. Taking small investments to just do like one sentence, then do two Mm -hmm. sentences. And it sounds stupid. I know when you're listening to this, but I'll tell you what, once you get like one, two, three sentence but you put out there like before you start, like I'm just going to get 10 sentences and that's going to be the art of finishing for me. Like that's mm-hmm. going to, I really do think that will change the world. Like we're just not in the, in a world anymore nowadays where people are making monumental changes. And one day they're making, mm-hmm. they're doing small investments throughout to make monumental changes. Um, and if you have an entire day where you've done like 35 things, there's just small little things that you care about doing. I, I say give yourself a fucking high five. Like that's awesome. Because that adds up to a full day. That adds up yeah, exactly. Um yeah. I and, and mm-hmm. you're probably gonna have a negative thought. We don't want to get rid of negative thoughts about yourself. You just wanna take action on those negative thoughts right away, like you were saying. Oh yeah, they're always they they can lessen, but they're always gonna be there. Um Logan Tower Nelson, I could talk to you for three hours straight. I know we could have that type of a podcast. Yeah. Um um but um i i just appreciate you so much for being on my show today for reaching out for just being for i appreciate you so much just for being kind and vulnerable it's just one of the probably the most beautiful things that someone can do for themselves and for others so um i appreciate that very much maddie thank you so much i want to just say anybody that's listening to this that hasn't listened to maddie before and they're wondering how maddie like maddie is such a great person off the radio as he is on the radio like he what he did for me was he really asked me like what is my inner critic telling me and the inner critic that constantly is like the worst the worst by telling me like no you probably shouldn't do a podcast because you'll probably say something stupid or, or that inner critic of, Oh no, you probably shouldn't like reach out to anybody because like who wants to even be on a podcast with someone they've never ever uh, met before. Like that inner critic is a liar. That inner critic is just telling you lies. And so when someone there is. gives you the ability to think in a way where you're just operating differently in the world, that is a that is, I'm telling you, that is a gift that you will never, ever, ever, ever be able to actually put a value on um, because it's a gift that just keeps on giving. Not to be like a stupid <laughs> Kate, Kate. No, Kate no. But it's the truth. So thank you, Maddie, for just being like that. Well, I mean, well, thank you. I just, I just try to listen. So 
I'm blushing now. But um, okay, so Logan, where people can find you. So they can go to logantylernelson.com. And that's, or they can go to their podcast app and enter that name, or if they want to put scratch, scratch your own itch. That's anywhere else people can find you at. I hang out on Facebook the most, uh, Logan Tyler Nelson. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you just type in Facebook, Logan Tyler Nelson on Google, uh, I'll send you a link too that you can put in the show notes if you'd like. Yeah, please. And then, uh, also, uh, an opportunity to, just email me Logan at Logan Tyler Nelson.com. And I, I don't want to just become like another Logan at Logan Tyler Nelson. Okay. I don't want to just be like another person that you listen to, but I want to like really become your friend. Like no joke. Like I wish more businesses did that, that kind of work, like be your friend. And then that would be great because if we're just friends, like sharing ideas and things that we really want to get through and, and finding out ways where we can make money doing what we love, like I want to hang out with more of those people. So yeah, me too. That's what I keep trying to do. I mean, yes, yes. I, I just want to work with my friends and uh, that's really a goal for me is to just be around people that I love. Same here. That is the best definition of success ever. Oh, that is the best definition. Yes, yes, that is the best definition of success. <laughs> and and no, no, we didn't say anything about money, people. Nothing about money. Just being with those people. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I well, I'm inspired. I'm on a high right now. I just for those of you listening, if you have questions for myself or Logan, you can go to dearmattyshow.com or you can go to the links that are in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put a little hyperlinks on those so you can just click on them. Uh, and again, if you listen to scratch your own itch with myself or many of the other guests that Logan mentioned today, go on there, leave a review of the show as for both of our shows. If you like this show too, leave a review as well. But more importantly, if this like something Logan said, like really resonated with you and like almost so much where he said something, you went, Ooh, that kind of scared me. Cause that's so me right now. Share that, share that. Hey, this guy, Logan on his podcast or on Maddie's said this, Share that on your Twitter. Share that on your Instagram. Share that on your Facebook. Share that in your conversation with your friends. Be that person to jump off that vulnerability diving board. And I swear, sugars, that there's going to be other people that relate to that. And that encourages them, hopefully, to listen to our shows. Not because we want people to listen to our shows to for just the sake of listening, but hopefully – and Logan, I know you share this. I do want as many people to listen to my show because I want as many people as I can to be to be to be able to switch a perspective in their life. And maybe they'll listen to my show and go, "Oh, I hate that guy," or "I didn't like that show at all." But it still makes them think, and maybe might lead, plant a seed that leads somewhere that grows into something that's life changing. Exactly. Like that is. Oh my God! I dude, we should. We- <laughs> We should we should talk. We should do another episode. We got to do a part two. Or- I know, I know, I know. You got to because you're still in Chicago, right? Because I need to come to Chicago. You need to come to LA. Yeah, I'm still in Chicago. Yeah, we got to like we need. We're, we're, I'm just saying road trip. That's all I'm saying. Road trip. All, <laughs> I think we would have a good time. Yes, all the way. <laughs> that would be great. Um, well, all right, everybody. Logan, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you. And I really have, I, I love you. I have so much love for you. And I, I do love you in my heart. And for everybody that's listening, y'all know that I love you too. And um, yeah, just have the best damn week, sugars. And we'll see you next week. 
sugars. Well, I'm right. I know I say that after every, but I do. I listen to my episodes and I'm like, I got something out of that. Hopefully you did too. I love that Logan just kind of goes there. And so, and I love that one of the things he did in this episode is he kind of turned the tables on it and started asking me questions and, um, you know, because I, and kind of digging deep. You know, I always, always want to ask or have conversations that I feel like moves y'all and that you love. But at the same time, too, I have that little voice in my head that says, "Uh oh, you're talking about serious stuff. Say a joke. Say something funny. I always have that. Like, I know a lot of you appreciate that because some of you have said you think I'm funny. Not Jake, but some of you think that I'm funny. But, um, I definitely is something I feel like, ooh, it's it's like an awkward moment of silence. Instead of letting something just be silent, you have to say something. You have to be like, dick joke. That's what I feel like I have to do sometimes. And so I feel like Logan settled me a little bit. And um, we kind of re-listening to this and experiencing that. I feel like he settled me and allowed me kind of to be as uh, Liz Asti, who is Elizabeth Asti, who is also on the show, just a little more present during the episode. So... Anyway, I hope that you got that, too. Again, I apologize for any audio stuff. We're going to fix that. But, Sugars, we're going to have new episodes next week as well. I hope that you are having a great week ahead. Honestly, it's okay, Sugars, if you don't want to watch the news right now. There has been a lot of um, a lot of sad stuff right now. And so if you're feeling negative or overwhelmed in life, it's okay to take a break from that kind of thing, too. So find your joy this week, all right? That's my challenge to you find your joy. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review on iTunes. It helps us. It helps get the word out. And if you want to listen to more Logan, go to LoganTylerNelson.com Scratch your uh, own itch podcast. All the links to all of that are in the show notes. Alright, sugars. I love you. See you next week. Bye.